Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, once again, it is a privilege to come around the Word of Life for a few minutes of fellowship. And we really appreciate all the messages that we are getting of encouragement. I think whenever we speak the most, our main intention is that the name of the Lord should be glorified, not a man. 
not a personality, but only Jesus Christ must be uh, glorified. Now, uh, before we pray, I just want to speak uh, on this broadcast on the anatomy of fear. The anatomy of fear is what I would like to speak on on this broadcast. But before we do that, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for the time that you have granted unto us, dear God, for your protection, your provision, and your mercy, and this message that you have given us. Especially in this time, it has just become a source of comfort and as well as a source of clarity as far as the modern events made by prophecy is concerned. We pray for every brother, we pray for every sister, we pray for every family, and we pray for the members of the bride scattered around the world. May you strengthen them, dear God. And those that have lost their loved ones, may you comfort them. I know you will do so. As a committee, even the reading of the way to you, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, for our scripture reading, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. It is our uh, text. It reads in this manner, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That means... A Christian should have a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. Now, a sound mind, a lot of us, we used to think that it's just a state of mind. But I think Paul here is trying to remind us that a state of mind, a sound mind, is a spirit and love is a spirit and the power and even power is a spirit as much as fear is a spirit that's why i want to speak on the anatomy of fear now excuse me <clears throat> in the message israel and the church paragraph 34 the prophet of god says one of the greatest curses on the church today is fear. Everybody is scared to death. It's what's going to happen? Who, what? Unquote. Isn't it amazing that especially in the time and the season that we find ourselves in, as we previously spoke in uh, a broadcast entitled, Do You Fear COVID-19? Uh, the prophet says, fear is a curse. He says, one of the greatest cases on the church today is fear. Everybody is scared to death. It's what's going to happen? Who? What? And I think we are where we are. What happened? To who? Uh, because of the time that we are in. Now, if the prophet comes and regards fear as a case, 
That means we, as the message community, must reject fear as a case. And when we speak about fear, I think within the psychological cycles, when they speak about fear, they will say it's a flight, it's a fight or flight emotion. It's a, it's a, it's a sense that is uh, heightened by either real or perceived danger. Now, we are not on that, but that can be good. I mean, if you come across a dangerous situation, the fear will be there because it is what is responsible to make sure that your adrenaline is released. But chronic fear can be uh, can hinder your day-to-day life. And chronic fear can withhold you from realizing your potential. Chronic fear can compromise your health. Chronic fear can lead you to an early grave. And that is why we want to unpack and look at the anatomy of fear. Now, the prophet says in the message, God called men, paragraph 5-0, he says, courage, God don't want cowards. He can't use you if you're afraid to take his weight and believe him. That's why I say we've got to shun fear. We have to reject fear and embrace courage. And the prophet says, God will never use cowards. If you are a coward, you are not going to have any testimony. If you are a coward, your life will be devoid of courageous deeds. If you are a coward, there won't be anything to write home about your life. And if you are a coward, even if you had lived during the Bible times, your name wasn't going to make it into Hebrews 11. And when you go and look at the DNA of the people that are listed in Hebrews 11, when it says, by faith, so-and-so did such and such a thing, it is a list of courageous deeds. It was the people that decided to go against the current. It is the people that challenged the status quo. It is the people that stood out for their convictions. And I believe that if we are to be considered notable by God, we must be able to emulate those heroes of faith enlisted in Hebrews 11. And especially this season calls for courage. This season calls for courageous men and women who are willing to take God at his weight and believe him and not be afraid. Cowards cannot stand in this time. And as the old adage says, a coward dies 
many times before their actual death. Now, we spoke about how fear, uh, from a psychological point of view, it could be uh, a fly, fight or flight emotion based on perceived or real danger. But a fear becomes a phobia when it interferes with your ability to function and maintain a consistent quality of life. As I'm speaking here, there are people that are living in a constant state of fearing that they may have a terminal illness. There are people that live in a constant state of believing that they are going to die. They think that, yes, it's true that death is always there, but there are people that always, their thoughts are dominated by uh, death, that any time I could die. And as a result, these people are not able to, their life is miserable. Now, is a, there is an acronym that I love and I would want to say, uh, your life must never be characterized by fraud. And fraud here, it's an acronym for fear, resentment, anger, unforgiveness, and disappointment. Fraud is an acronym for fear, resentment, anger, unforgiveness, and disappointment. So believers should never live lives that are characterized by fraud, which is an acronym that I've mentioned. It represents fear, re resentment, anger, unforgiveness, and disappointment. Now, the, there is a question that was asked by somebody and was asking the prophet and I was quite intrigued by the answer. This person said in COG, when a person realizes he has an inferiority or inferior, inferior complex or some sort of complex, how may he overcome this? So should it be if he was the only child caused this in the early youth now? This was the question that was posed to the prophet. Now, when a question comes like this, often if it was to be asked anybody, including myself, we may want to complicate the answer, pray three times a day, fast, go the whole night, pray, read your Bible. But look at the simplicity of the answer that the prophet gave to this individual. He just simply said, take exactly the opposite. So the antidote is for you to act the opposite. Now, when I looked at this, I said, could this appear, uh, apply when it comes to fear? Yes, I believe it applies even when it comes to fear. If somebody was to ask me, I'm often fearful, what must I do? I think the answer would be exactly the same. Act opposite. And what is the opposite of fear? The opposite of fear is courage. So if you are fearful, 
then you need to stop being fearful and start being courageous. And you will find out that even within the psychological arena, when they try to help somebody with their phobia, they would want, they would expose them to the very thing that they are uh, afraid of. And by so doing, they are trying to desensitize that individual to the object or the situation that they fear. So the same thing, if you want to overcome your fear, the first thing that you need to do, you need to do the very thing that you are afraid to do. But that has got to be backed up by an unshaken or a steadfast steadfast faith in God. Now, the prophet here in this message, the Patmos vision, paragraph 251, he says, Amen. He says, cut every obstacle from human beings that they might be connected like in the Garden of Eden. Now, man, I was going to choke it, but I'm going to say it. Man is omnipotent. You don't believe that, but he is. A man fully surrendered to God is omnipotent. Did you? He, did he not say... In Mark 11, verse 12, whosoever things you say, whatsoever things you say, and don't doubt in your heart, it will come to pass. You can have what you have said. What happens when two omnipotent meet? When God and man comes together, the two omnipotents, something has got to shake. Whatsoever you would say with that creative power of omnipotence of God, knowing that he's promised it and he set it in his weight, it creates a power that goes out yonder and brings the things to pass, things that is not, it makes them them as though they are, because two omnipotents have met. Now, unquote. I like the phrase that where he says, a man fully surrendered to God is omnipotent. And when you come and look at the way it's omnipotent, it, it means that a man that is fully surrendered to God is without limits. Now, when two omnipotent means something is going to shake. Now, in a season, you cannot be one with God and your life gets characterized by fear. There's never been a time where God became fearful of anything. And as a result, if God never became fearful of anything, anyone that is one with God should never be fearful of anything, including death itself. Now, we have said that, and we'll show how fear becomes an instrument of Satan. Now, Paul says in Timothy 1 verse 7, where we read, he said, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, if fear is a spirit, then it means it must be fed. 
fear feeds on worry. A spirit has to be fed. If you are a victim or a prisoner of the spirit of alcoholism, you have to drink alcohol. If you are a prisoner of whatever spirit that you may have of rock and roll, you must feed on rock and roll because you have to feed the spirit. And the best way to kill a spirit is to starve a spirit. The problem today because of mass media, mass media, that is why they often say within the journalism cycles that bad story sells fast. It is rare to find positive news in the mass media because positive news don't travel fast and gossip travels faster than the truth. Now, for you to overcome fear, you have to be deliver, deliberate and starve fear, the spirit of fear. How do you starve it? I don't believe that you can feed on the weight. I don't believe you can listen to a spoken, read a spoken word a day, listen to a tape a day, read the Bible daily and still be fearful. I refuse to believe that. A lot of times we look at the content or we read the material that reinforces a fear and that makes a fear bigger. But we have to starve fear if it is a spirit. Now, Brahman says in the message, the way to have fellowship, he says there is two faculties that govern a human. And one of them is faith, which brings results. The other is fear, which has no value in it at all. Now, you are governed as human, the human race by two faculties, either faith or fear. And it says faith brings the results, but fear has got no value in it. So if something is of no value, then it means it must be discarded. Stop being fearful because there is no value in being fearful. Let me continue with this quotation. He says, faith is of God and fear is of the devil. Fear makes you weary. Fear makes you wonder. And if I was going to die in the morning, what good would it do to me to get all studied about it? What if I was going to be electrocuted in the morning and my life had to end tomorrow morning? What good would that do me to worry about it? Unquote. A lot of people, if they were to be told by a doctor that they would go die in six months, majority will spend time worrying, uh, not even getting out of bed, being miserable, being gloomy. But uh, what use, how, how is that going to help you? But uh, somebody whose life is based on the word of God or whose life is driven by faith, even if the doctor was to tell you that in six months you're going to die, I think he, from the day from the day you hear that, then you start doing the things that excite you most. You go and read the Bible you travel to meet the family, you travel to meet the friends, and you just want to say, 
for the last six months that I'm going to have here, I want to leave it to the best of my abilities. I cannot be crippled by fear. I'm going to make sure that there is value in my life. But how many of us can take such positive attitude or such a courageous attitude? But the prophet tells you there is no value in fear. And fear is of the devil. And fear can make you makes you weary and actually fear can make you age age faster than you should be because you are fearful and it can make you have chronic illness because you are chronically fearful and we spoke about in the broadcast in the message do you fear COVID-19 how fear can as well compromise your immune system and release a stress hormone. Now, this is the cycle of a miserable life that I would not want it to be part of me and I would not want it to be part of you. It's the fear. Chronic fear leads to worry. Worry leads to anxiety. Anxiety leads to sickness. And ultimately, sickness, sickness leads to death. But I can, I can bring a contrast to this and say faith leads to courage. Courage leads to fulfillment. Fulfillment leads to happiness. And happiness leads to life. But the choice is yours. You, you can choose to be fearful. You can choose to have faith. And faith cometh and cometh by hearing the word of God. You cannot have faith unless you listen and read the word of God. And the more you read and listen to the word of God, it makes fear to be negligible in your life. It actually makes it to be non-existent in your life. The reason today we are fearful is because we consume so much from mass media and less from the word of God. And mass media, it is the product of Satan. Most of you, you have been upset many a times, even by things that have got nothing to do with. You heard a story breaking on the news. It offended you. You read about something on social media. It offended you, and you became gloomy on that day. And when you go and check, it's because you fed on the wrong stuff. I believe that a believer's day should begin by a reflection on the weight, reading the weight, meditating on the weight. And I believe that the end should be exactly the same where you read on the weight and reflect on the weight. So what is happening? In the morning, you set the pace. In the evening, you reset, you reboot the system per adventure that you may have come across anything that is toxic for your happiness, for your state of mind or your soul. But I'm telling you, we are very careful about what we eat through our mouth, but we are very careless in terms of what our minds consumes. And that is why Paul spoke about the renewing and the transformation of our minds. Now, The consequence of chronic fear 
I said fear weakens your immune system. Go and check on maybe on some of the people that were able to beat cancer and especially at stage four, which is an advanced stage. A lot of them, they will tell you that, excuse me, there are two things that they often made. They would search in themselves and check if they have, if they harbored any bitterness as a result of unforgiveness. And they would look and go back and some had even to forgive people that have long passed in order to release themselves from that bitterness. Because sometimes we think unforgiveness punishes the perpetrator, but often it punishes the victim. So they would often go and forgive. And after they're forgiven from that time, then they switch, they concentrate on their state of mind to make sure that they feed courage and in no time they beat a cancer. But those that immediately, as soon as, as one doctor said, when I give a diagnosis of cancer, I can, based on the reaction, I can, I can clearly determine who's going to make it against cancer and who's not going to make it against cancer because of the reaction and how they deal with that battle. So fear weakens your immune system. It clouds your mind and it can cause cardiovascular damage, gastrointestinal uh, problems such as ulcers and irritable bowel syndrome and decreased fertility. It can lead to accelerated aging and even premature death. I believe with these sentiments. This was not written by, an, by a believer. It was written by people within the psychological cycles, and I concur with their statements. Now, there are three types of fears. There is fear that is instinctive, in a sense that you walk into a danger, and many of you are aware, there are times where maybe there may have been a snake in the surrounding, but you didn't say it, but you felt that there must be something here, and in no time you discovered that there was something uh, dangerous around the area, be it a lion, be it a tiger, whatever may have posed a threat towards you. That's instinctive. And there, is, there are fears that are learned. We learn to fear certain people. We learn to fear certain races. We learn to fear certain situations. Uh, as a result, that is learned fear. And there are some cultural cycles that can teach you to fear certain people, certain things. So fear can be instinctive, fear can be learned, fear can be taught. And I believe if the instinctive one is there to protect you, and I think God has put it in your system to be able to save you, but the learned one must be unlearned, and the taught one must be untaught. Now, the prophet says in this message, faith is our victory. Paragraph 97. He says, there may not be a chance for you to live. You may be dying with cancer. You may be bound to a wheelchair 
you may be totally blind. I don't know what your trouble is, but if you will take the chief doctor's prescription, what is the chief doctor's prescription? Be not afraid. Jesus said this many a times throughout the Gospels. Be not afraid. And those that uh, know, we are told that uh, the phrase fear not has been written 365 days. So for every day, the Lord has got a fear not moment for you. Because God cannot stand to fear. That's why the prophet comes and he calls it a curse. Let me go back to the quotation. But if you will take the chief doctor's prescription, whatsoever thing you desire when you pray, believe you receive it, you shall have it. Hmm. And believe that... uh, That faith will overcome any difficulty that there is. You may be so burdened with sin until your soul is as much as it can be. You may have tried to get rid of that ill temper, that slandering tongue, that gossip on the telephone. You might have tried every remedy you know how. But if you just let Jesus Christ come into you tonight, he will operate on your faith and give you a faith that will climb beyond anything that the world can produce. Why? Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith, oh, unquote, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is the victory that overcomes sickness. Faith is the victory that overcomes sin. Faith is the victory that overcomes complex. Faith is the victory that overcomes your background. Faith is the victory that overcomes COVID-19. Faith is the victory that overcomes church politics. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. This gets me very excited. But it says the doctors, the chief doctor's prescription. And this is what we want to prescribe in this season where people are fearful. In this season where foundations are shaken. In this season of uncertainty. In this season where the world, men's hearts are failing because of fear, we want to prescribe the chief doctor's prescription. Whatsoever thing, thing you desire when you pray, you don't just desire, you have to pray about it. And once you have prayed about it, you have to believe that you have received it and you shall have it. This is the season, brethren. Brother, the scripture says, when Satan cometh like a flood, God will raise a standard. And I believe that there are certain scriptures and certain quotations that believers must be able to ponder, ponder on them as Mary pondered on her way. As Mary thought on her way, you have to think on your way of a scripture. Brother Bram says that little vision was thinking 
about what the priest had spoken in the temple that day. And all of a sudden, an angel appeared before her. And I believe that if we ponder and if our mind Minds are captivated by a particular scripture, a particular quotation. In no time, that very thing that consumes our mind will become a reality before our eyes. But here, we are giving you a prescription. Whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. I believe it 100%. John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out the fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. The reason you see people, even the faith community, being afraid is because of lack of love. And the prophet came when he went beyond the curtain of time and came back. He said to us, nothing shall enter that place except a perfect love. Now, the Bible says perfect love casteth out a fear. And perfect love, we know that God himself is love. Fear and God can never coexist. Fear and faith can never coexist. Fear and love can never coexist. Fear and courage can never coexist. And actually, courage, we are told, is not when you negate fear. Courage is when you look at something fearful, but you disregard and pursue whatever goal that you have about that particular situation. I don't think that David was oblivious of how big Goliath was. I don't think he was oblivious that mighty men in Israel were afraid of Goliath, but I believe that courage in the presence of fear ignored fear and achieved a particular outcome. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So brethren, my plea, Let us not be afraid. But what is the best antidote? I said you need to act contrary, but here is a key antidote to fear. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5, let this mind attitude, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That means we cannot allow to be fearful. A coward dies a thousand times before they die their actual death. But I believe that in this season, this season is calling for people like Caleb and Joshua who had gone over to spy the land. Well, the ten spies came with a negative report. We have seen giants. And when we look at the giants, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. But here is Joshua and Caleb that said, we have seen the land and we are more than able to take the land. And the Bible says that they tried to steal the people and make the people to be confident in the word of God. And I believe we are right at that juncture. The giants are all all over. Financial meltdown. Job insecurity. Sickness, COVID-19, giants are all over. 
but it depends in whose report you have believed i don't i refuse i refuse the report of the 10 spies i refuse the negative report i refuse that i'm like a, an end when compared to the giant i believe that our god is more than able to make us overcome this time around so therefore we should not be shaken in any way we must be the Caleb's we must be the Joshua's of the hour and be able to transmit courage and make courage to be contagious in the camp and tell the people that no matter what we are faced against God has never been a liar he keeps his word and whatsoever you desire when you pray and you believe you shall have it therefore let us not be afraid as one US president once said the only fear that we must fear is fear itself and today fear we refuse it we reject it it cannot characterize our lives our lives will be characterized by courage as we bow our heads gracious heavenly father we appreciate you for the moment that you have granted to us we want to commit the reading of the word to you may you be gracious dear god for believers may this broadcast be a blessing to them may they refuse to, to be subjected to fear may they be refused to be subjected to doubt may their faith in god be steadfast may their faith in god not be shaken may they be courageous and bring testimonies like Joshua and Caleb and say we are more than able to overcome the giants as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name amen god bless you richly until we meet again god bless you